Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast by a Scooby and a newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. So we are on episode 9, The Puppet Show. May 5th, 1997 is when this delightful episode aired. But before we get to the episode, we have some feedback to get to. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. So, last episode, we talked about a horrifying shirt that Xander was wearing at the very beginning, briefly, that said porn star on it. And we were like, what the fuck is that? Why is he wearing that? Where did you even find it? Turns out that Pornstar was an intentionally inflammatory brand name in the 90s that basically was there to spark controversy. And yeah, Xander just really liked that brand. We will eventually see a Pornstar sticker on one of Willow's binders. And my theory is that this is just whatever Xander likes, she also likes. You know, now that... That like you know we've found this out. I do sort of feel like I remember seeing that logo before, and just not on like not on just this show. Oh, like it it kind of seems familiar to me in some way. It's stylized enough that it doesn't immediately read. It's a bit graffiti-ish. Yeah, but that's once a you good take point. a second look at it, you can very clearly what it, see what it says. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was this whole like counterculture thing. I'm not sure it makes Xander much less creepy for wearing it. No, it's just now we have an explanation, which is nice. And yeah, if it's intentionally inflammatory, then it's still working like 20 years later. So, good job. Yeah, very much so. Brand. I was like, wow, well done, 90s. Yeah, you know, I thought your sort of counterculture was to the max. <laughs> and I don't know, Vanilla Ice, rapping about turtles. But no, you got some actual actual counterculture going on. Have you ever actually watched Secret of the Ooze? No. God, no. It's real bad. Don't do it. All right. Duly noted. <laughs> Duly noted. On right. to the episode. I would say that your your thoughts last episode, you were you were on the right track for sure. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. I was remarkably on <laughs> yeah, track. Yeah, no. When you started figuring it out, I was like, oh, he's getting it. <laughs> yeah, some of it just ended up coming back to me. It was really good. I don't know what happened. But yeah, mostly I got things right. There were a couple things where I got it wrong, but yeah, let's get no. into it. So it's a talent show at Sunnydale High. It is High. talent show at the Sunnydale. Um, people are auditioning. Everything's really bad, of course. My second note for this episode is to never trust magicians. <laughs> because well. we see one uh, disappearing a ball into his hat and then he can't find where it went or something or like looking for a rabbit that he can't, that he can't find anymore. I mean, that guy's a terrible magician. Let's be it honest. It turns out to be remarkably prescient, though. No, oh, yeah. You're... I didn't even realize that that was so high up in my notes. You're on fire. Uh, but we should also definitely never trust puppeteers. We see oh, some so asshole with a creepy ventriloquy puppet or dummy. Yeah, no. Ooh, no. And he's doing a bit of rehearsing as we hear a voiceover and like we have a creature cam zoom in on some horrible demon, we presume, saying, I will be whole and I will be new. 
Yeah, so we skipped over a lot of things I need to talk about. <laughs> All right. Because this is still... Cordelia singing one? Oh, oh, it sure is. We haven't skipped over that. We are getting to it. <laughs> I, yes. All the dummy stuff is pretty much the point of this cold open. But yeah, no, there's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot going on. So Cordelia is auditioning. There's so much more to this cold open. It's a, it's a rich cold open. A lot is going on. Yeah, like the cold open ends a fair ways into this episode because someone dies before the the theme music hits. You know, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, they introduce a new character. Like, a lot of stuff is happening. But anyways, Courtney's auditioning to sing. She's really bad. Giles is the one leading it, leading the whole talent show debacle. The face he's making is, when they, when they, like, cut to him, is so funny. (laughs) How good is Courtney singing? How would you describe it? Oh, I mean, Giles, his face says it all. That it is so bad. It's amazing. I'm so impressed with Charisma Carpenter. Like, I don't even know if I could purposefully sing that badly. No, it's oh. terrible. And it's she's, really good. She's wearing some absurd pants. <laughs> they're like, I think they're light green. And then she's got a yellow sweater around her waist in a very 90s fashion. All of the sweaters around the waist. I guess it was a fashion thing. No, it rather was. Rather than, like, practicality. No, no, no. Because I remember, like, when I was a kid, tying a sweater on my waist, thinking I looked really cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. it was, like, the coolest thing to do. Yeah, so she's 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 up there singing. Uh, Giles looks like he wants somebody to kill him. <laughs> and then the Scoobies show up. Buffy is wearing terrible lipstick. <laughs> I don't know why she always makes these choices, but it's awful. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, it's, like, brown, I guess? It's this palish brown oh, against her fairly pale oh, face. It's, it it's, just sort of makes her lips disappear, and you're like, ah! Those, I mean, it's a pretty 90s lip color. I'm not, not gonna lie to yeah. you, Dave. People wore that in the 90s, but no, I'm not saying it looks good. Uh, she she used to call something primo, which sounded very 90s to me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not, like, a Jossism or anything. The Scoobies have just shown up to mock Giles because he's apparently been voluntold to lead this thing by the new principal. Oh, yes. who They they refer to the new principal as the new Fuhrer, I think. Yes. Which, you know what? I'm okay with. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, Principal Snyder has started at the school, and he is not super popular. He thinks Giles needs to take a more active role, which is why he is now leading this talent show. Yeah, so he gets all up in their business, and he's he's pissed at them, like you know he just got here and he's already pissed at them because apparently Snyder they left. Is. Yeah, they apparently yeah. they left campus the other day, and then Buffy manages to get all the way through the the words we were fighting a demon. Yep. <laughs> before somebody stops her, and the only thing he picks up out of that is fighting. Right. He just selectively oh, hears only the first like three or four words. So Snyder shows up to hear the Scoobies mocking the whole talent show. (laughs) And the minute I saw him, I was like, oh, fuck, I know this guy. Oh, yeah? He's Quark from DS9, Deep Space Uh, Nine. I mean... (laughs) Like, he looks like a Ferengi. He does look like a Ferengi! (laughs) That's the only thing I can think of watching this. So you've got this Star Trek character who's now... (laughs) killing it as principal snyder he's he is so awesome. good he's amazing he really and is i felt that he deserved a nickname so i'm going to call him sny guy okay so i'm gonna tell you every time 
I, I tried to give him a d- different name every time I made a note about him. <laughs> so, so far, I can see a note about Snidesy and a note about Snido. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see where I get. He, he's a small man. He is a yes. tiny, tiny man. And, like, that's fine. That probably helps you be a Ferengi, if anything. <laughs> yeah, the Ferengi are not a tall race, generally. Yes. It doesn't mean that he's less imposing as a principal. No, no. Like, his stature is, is not taking away from his his kind of spooky factor. No. He's less than pleased that the Scoobies were making fun of the talent show. And he says that they now have to be in it. Of course they do. That's And I'm thinking... <laughs> Is it possible to force someone to be in a talent show? Yes, it is. Because the alternative is detention? I mean, they would have taken the detention. I guess, yeah, they should have just not done it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Say, sure, we'll do it, and then don't show up. So, I mean, Willow's not going to not do it, right? I guess. But she's got some good fear eyes going when they realize mm. what he's about to do. And then, oh, the smug face that Giles is making. <laughs> he's just like, he's destroying this scene with his face. Their uppance has come. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and little Snido is just like throwing around the fact that the flutester was eaten. Like, it's no yeah. big deal. Like, it's just like, I'm, and like, I'm like, man, this guy's going to fit right in at Sunnydale High. <laughs> Absolutely he is. Up on stage, we see an act come up, which is Morgan and his dummy, Sid. And Morgan is a very bad ventriloquist. He's not trying, like... No. No. No, not at all. His lips are moving because he's just talking to himself. As the, the puppet shows up on stage, I think Buffy says that the that all puppets creep her out. Yeah, and give her the wigs. right. She shortens, gives me the wiggins to give me the wigs. I'm like, wow, well done, Buffy. I mean, That's some real evolution of the slang. It's an established word. She can shorten it. She yeah, only wants, no, absolutely. She only wants to uh, to do the one syllable thing. Mm-hmm. The, this scene closes with the puppet starting to talk for realsies, and it's got a whole different voice. <laughs> and the puppeteer is looking all freaked out, like he doesn't know what's going on. And it's like so obvious that that voice could not be coming out of Morgan. Like, yeah. there's just no way. No, no like, way at all. And the puppets, of course, making off-color jokes because all of them ventriloquists have to make off-color jokes. Of course. And all the girls love it, man. They think it's hilarious. There's a shot of a group of girls basically <laughs> swooning over this ventriloquy performance. Hey, man, you do something right, people are going <laughs> to like it. Doesn't matter what it is. That dummy's making funny jokes. And I don't think he's being, like, in this scene, I don't think he was, like, directly sexually harassing anyone. Like, we'll, we'll <laughs> right. get to that. But right oh, yeah, now, <laughs> right now, it's not happening. So yeah, Morgan's maybe better at ventriloquy, at ventriloquy than we thought. Yeah, so now we cut to, I don't know, the change room, locker yeah, room. Yeah, the girls' locker room that we've seen a few times before. There's a ballerina chick. Some solid critter can happening. Oh, yeah. So this is like, the first shot I think was more creature cam. Like it was... At mm-hmm. about human head level, going through a, a bunch of people to finally zoom in on Morgan, the ventriloquist, and Sid, his puppet. 
This is like straight this up, yeah. Yeah, on this the is critter cam, like on yeah. the floor, going around and stalking this girl, and finally she turns around and screams, and that's our cold open done. Like they're they're pushing demon dummy real hard. Real hard. This is not the case with this episode. That's not true. They're trying to push it so hard. And at yeah. this point, we're like three quarters of the way through. If you've watched any other episode, you know that there's always a twist. So, like, <gasps> why, were, why were they pushing it so hard? It doesn't matter. They're making because the... they always have to have a twist. I like, guess it's I only guess... been nine episodes. They can't have learned anything yet. And I guess it's not a twist unless you push something really hard to be like, no, yeah. this is the thing. Look, it's clearly this. Right. But yeah, longest cold open ever. Holy God, it's so long. Uh, after the theme music, we get to people practicing for the talent show again. Like, the the entire B-plot here is the talent show. Yeah. And actually, this pulls us into our first segment of the evening. Oh. To B-plot or not <laughs> to B-plot. You have not experienced Shakespeare until you have read him in the original Klingon. Tach, <laughs> pa. <laughs> to be or not to be. That is the question which preoccupies our people. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you gave away what it's about. Yes and no. We've seen a few what I might call B-plots in this show. I'm used to like a, a Star Trek Next Generation sort of thing. Where there's like a very solid B-plot. Right. Like these are two basically completely unrelated events that are happening at the same time. Right, right, right. And they might meet up a little bit, but you have like two solid B-plot, or a, an A-plot and a solid B-plot generally. Buffy so far has done a lot more of like a side things might happen, but it's all following the same thrust, which is fairly interesting. And I mean, they run out of time, then they end up sort of sh shoving things in, even with only having essentially the a plot so i mean right. that could be a big reason why they yep. do it that way but i mean like it's written in such a way that they take a lot of time with all the smaller parts of the a plot as well so very much so yeah and a lot of these first season episodes really feel sort of drawn out because of that and also weirdly compressed yeah because you have a lot of things that they need to set up quickly but they still need to set them up and that takes time even though there is this whole plot about the talent show. I mean, I don't know if you could even call it an, a B plot because it is right. really important to the main plot. Like it, it's still all tied together. It yeah, just exactly. has different parts. So yeah. And that's basically what we've seen before. The closest we've seen to a B plot, I think was uh, in teacher's pet with the claw guy. <laughs> but even that was basically just an extension of the plot. Yeah, and that claw guy is there's I'm sure there's a term for it. Something like a MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> Not a MacGuffin, but you know what I mean. Yeah. He's like important yeah. to the plot, but he's like his only purpose is to serve some like tiny part of the plot, but then they get all, spend all this time. It's a Chekhov's gunman sort of thing okay. where he's important but only because you see him twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And any claw guy that gets shown in the first half of the show has to be fired by the end. Listen, it's a, the metaphor is fine. I, people get it. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, the Scoobs are rehearsing for their talent. Buffy is wearing a short leopard print mini dress with some big black mm. boots. Mm-mm-mm. Is it leopard yeah. print? She's all about the big cat prints. Yeah. Like, this is at least the third thing that is like a cat print. I'm against all leopard print. <laughs> I think whenever any human is considering a piece of leopard print, anything really. <laughs> Clothing is the common one, but anything leopard print. They should take a step back and think, no, I won't buy this. <laughs> they shouldn't reconsider it. They should just say no. I think that the 90s were like a big time for prints. Yeah. I mean, Willow's wearing like brown pants that have a pattern and then a, a sweater that has a different pattern mm. which in my mind is a big pattern no-no like yeah generally mixing... polka dots with plaid <laughs> right like generally not what you want to do i wrote i don't know anything anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh, so as the scoobies are rehearsing sid is also there and he starts making he's cracking wise a bit more now he is straight up sexually harassing Willow. Yeah, he just very much sexually harassing Willow, which is not comfortable or good. I don't like it. And then Buffy calls him out on it, which is great. But like, mm-hmm. why can Xander say creepy shit and no one says anything, but a <laughs> dummy says it and now it's a problem? <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Xander is less of a shit show in this episode than he's been ever before. No, This like, is actually... He did almost nothing. Yeah. Yeah. This is the episode that I think they really started finding what Xander's character was as a group of writers and started really going with that. Before this, it was all creep show all the time. But this feels a lot like later season Xander, actually. Yeah, because, like, in my mind, I never really hated Xander. Like, no. until this, until I really sat down and as and an watched adult. The first eight watched, episodes. Watched the. Yeah, watched the first eight episodes. I I had definitely seen things where people were very anti-Xander. And I was like, I don't really get that. Yeah, I get it now. But yeah. this was a lot better. Yeah, keep him around. He's going to crack a couple jokes. And he then, sticks up for Willow. And uh-huh. that's like part of his character. He wants to stick up for his friends and like in any way that he can. And he's kind of like, you know, the person that the audience relates to. Because he's the one who's yeah. not super, right? Exactly. And so, I mean, I understand from that perspective why he's important, but yeah, up to now, it's kind of been like, he's just the guy that they're trying <laughs> to make dude. some horrible triangle with. Yeah. And that has definitely stopped, I think. Yeah. I, I did not so. notice it in this episode, so good job. <laughs> Finally moved on from that. Done forever. Hopefully. So... <laughs> That's not, is it? Giles and Snyderino... Are, are walking along and the Snyder guy again. I mean, Snyder's very short, but this made me wonder how tall is Giles? I think Anthony Stewart Head is a fairly tall man. He's I think just he's over six, six. Foot three. No, okay, he is like between between six and six one. But yeah, no, he's okay. pretty tall. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I'd never looked it up before. I was I was interested. There's such good dialogue from the Snyder guy in oh, this scene. Yeah. <laughs> He does mention that, yeah, Flutie was eaten, just casually. Like, he just keeps bringing it up. He's like, that kind of attitude gets you eaten. (laughs) And and you're like, no. 
He's also talking about how Flutie made the mistake of treating kids like human beings and how it's that sort of woolly-headed liberal thinking that's wrong with this school. Yeah, no. Uh, so they're they're really setting up who Snyder is. Like, this is who Snyder is, for sure. Uh, and I'm sure that didn't sit well with many of the conservatives in the audience who were like, hey now, <laughs> that's not how we all think. This is a misappropriation. Now that you've said it, all I can picture is just him as a Ferengi. Like, yeah, no, he is a Ferengi to the, the scenes, core. Like, he's just a Ferengi. That's he's he going to start quoting the rules of acquisition at some point. I just know it. The tenth rule of acquisition is greed is eternal. I feel really bad for anyone listening to this podcast who doesn't know what a Ferengi is. <laughs> Go look it up. It's we a just, Star Trek thing. I just keep saying it. <laughs> so Snyder also mentions how under Flutie's rule. Like, people were dying and <laughs> spontaneously combusting, and how that's not very clean, orderly, or quiet. And just smash cut to, there's a dead student in his school already. Yeah. He's basically like, no more of that nonsense on my watch, <laughs> dead girl. <laughs> Her yeah. heart was removed. What? Giles somehow, like, gets the info. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess he's like a teacher, sort of. And, you know, he was in charge of the talent show or whatever. But, yeah. And there's, like, a knife in a bag. Yeah. That also, how do they how do they see that? But, yeah, so her heart's missing and there's a knife. So they're like, oh, no, a person did this. Right. Not a demon. But I just know, as an audience member, that this thing is collecting body parts. <laughs> and let me tell you, I am psyched. You're super hyped. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty fun i mean yeah that's that's like one of the creepier things we've had happening so far i think yeah absolutely and so they're like oh no it's a person just a regular person and buffy's like guys hellmouth we live <laughs> we live on a hellmouth so probably, probably not a regular person probably hellmouth and they're like we don't know buffy we think it's a person <laughs> It's all just setting up that they need to figure out what is doing this and that they don't have a good starting line. And yeah. Xander really dislikes the school for obvious reasons at this point. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's, why does anyone still go here? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they didn't shut down the school when a kid died. Like, child death has become such a blasé thing in Sunnydale. They just don't even care anymore. They don't shut the school down. They let kids watch the body being taken away from, like, 20 feet away. I don't think any of the parents are notified that this has happened. Yeah, we're like, we found a girl with her heart removed. Everyone go home for the rest of the day. No. There's none of that. Because no. it happens too frequently. Yeah, they would lose too many days and never be able to get them back. It's true. Yes. They would all be remedial <sighs> students. Oh, it's just... What a place. But yeah, so they're like, it's someone from the talent show probably is what they think. Because right. that's who would have had access at the time that it happened. So then they go and interrogate everyone they could find. They investigate the compatriots from the talent show. Mm. Really like Giles' vocabulary. And we have a great little detective montage <laughs> of cutting back and forth between suspects. Yeah. I didn't actually notice. Was the magician... No, the magician yep. wasn't being... No, he was. There was a card trick guy that, that wasn't was being the magician? interviewed. No, I don't think so. Are you... Sh that guy had a crazy shirt on. So I all I could see was his shirt. <laughs> I think he had different hair than the magician. Maybe May not. I don't know. But yeah, um, everyone we is... We can cut this out if I'm wrong. <laughs> everyone is pointing at, you know, oh, well, Morgan's being creepy. 
Morgan right. was seen talking to her. Morgan's been rubbing his head a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Morgan has headaches or something. Yeah. I had a question about... So, I'm not sure. Possibly Willow was talking to the um, tuba player, I think. Yeah. And she was talking about the dancer band rivalry. <laughs> and I'm like, in what school is that a rivalry? Like... That sounds like a great rivalry. Are you kidding? Those are not two things. <laughs> They're like both music related, right? And you could see that. I don't know. Maybe don't it's know. just the two different cliques that like really don't get along. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, oh God, Xander talking to Cordelia was just, <laughs> it's just so magic. Good. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. He, he refers to her as Cordy when he's talking later. And I was like, oh, awesome. I didn't know that was like a an accepted nickname oh that's why i call her that yeah no i didn't make that up (laughs) no apparently not i thought that was a michaela original oh i'm sorry to disappoint you like that yeah no that that scene with (laughs) xander talking to cordelia is just (laughs) magic start to finish holy god She's got a great line about how emma was like her best friend and xander just calmly puts in emily (laughs) Yeah, and, and Cordelia just keeps going on about how it affects her negatively <laughs> and how it could have been her. I uh, mean, we've sort of seen Cordy do this before with uh, it's, whoever else It never else gets died. old, though. It just it never doesn't. gets old. Yeah. You just got to look on the bright side. Like, even a used Mercedes has leather seats. <laughs> she, oh, she's so good at, at just doing whatever that is. Uh. So this is 13 minutes in. I already made the prediction last episode. <laughs> But I was like, I think the dummy might be haunted by Morgan's dad, but something else is killing students. It's obviously not the dummy. I thought it was his dad because he said the voice was based on his father's. Right, and that's reasonable. Yeah, I figured that was a, a decent logical leap. Uh, turns out that's that part is wrong. Um, <laughs> but in general, this feeling, which is very strong at 13 minutes in, is uh, yeah dead on. <laughs> yeah, so Buffy walks in on Morgan arguing with the dummy... And right. like, in no way, Morgan's like, oh, I was practicing throwing my voice. It's just not believable. Like, yeah, he's having a conversation <laughs> with the seated dummy while he's standing and walking around. <laughs> and you're just like, there's like, Buffy doesn't really buy it, but. No. Like, she's more on board than she should be still. <laughs> like, I get that she doesn't want to jump to like possessed dummy or whatever, but. But she's the one pointing out that it's the helmet. Yeah, so then she goes to find everybody else. I guess they're convening in the library after doing all of their investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles is holding, like, a t- bunch of tiny paper scrolls. Did, <laughs> did you notice this? I didn't pick up on that. Like, I think that they're maybe, like, for the talent show, like, <laughs> participation things. But they're really small. And, like, I just, he's, like, got a handful of them. And you're like, what the fuck are those? He's a man who loves him some scrolls, I guess. I don't know. He's wearing a cardigan. Every time he's wearing a cardigan, I'm just like, damn, Giles. He at one point wears a sweater vest that I found questionable in this. <laughs> it was questionable? I think it's later in the episode. It's too woolly. And I'm like, mm, no, nah, not doing it. But yeah, so they're all super convinced that it's Morgan. Buffy's like, guys, no, demon. But they right. decide she should go and like, you know, snoop around in Morgan's locker anyways. So at this point, we are 16 minutes into the episode. (laughs) Yeah. I have another prediction. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, have we... They're making a big deal about how it's Morgan and it's the dummy. Right. And, 
like we're 16 minutes into this obviously it's not (laughs) so do i think that we've seen what killed emily yet and then i was thinking is it the bunny is it the magician's bunny that he was looking for and couldn't find that would explain the critter cam he couldn't find it like what if it escaped they haven't they don't know what form this demon's in and basically nothing else in this episode proves me wrong until they finally reveal what's happening so like uh, monty python-esque was, buffy was what you wanted from this episode i was like how's it wielding a knife i don't even that's <laughs> That does seem strange, but you know what? I'm keeping with it. <laughs> I just pictured it. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, that special effects scene's going to be rough. How do I not remember that? Listen, uh, dummy holding knife special effect was rough enough. True. This is where we get into our next segment. Oh. Pulls us right into fool me eight or more times, shame <laughs> on me. Fool me seven times, shame on you. Fool me eight or more times, shame on me. Eight Can or you more remind is our listeners very specific. What fool me eight or more times, shame on me is all about. I mean, like something about uh, Buffy being really suspicious all the time. No, what? Come on. <laughs> We're, we've basically talked around this a bunch. We've been faked out enough at this point on oh, this the, show. I see. And it's just the constant twists. Like, the twists. They yeah. can't be expecting us to believe this at this point, right? So we've got the anointed, the witch, Amy or Amber or whatever her name was. Yeah, Probably some yeah. other bullshit that I don't remember. Like, I'm not going to be fooled again. You've done this too many times, Buffy. I can see it coming. And you can try to convince me that the dummy's evil, evil but I'm onto this yeah. shit. You're not going to, yeah. I think maybe what they were doing was, like, part of the pitch of this might have been oh, we're doing classic horror things, but we're turning them all in their heads. Right. And and so then, again, once you commit to that, you you kind of have to, have to do it, right? Like, <laughs> True. And, yeah, how many of these did they make before they got any feedback? Probably... All of them. Who knows? Because they only made... Yeah, there's only 12, right? So... Yeah. There are a couple episodes that don't have twists. I'm talking Teacher's Pet and iRobot Eugene. And then I thought, holy shit, those are terrible episodes. Those are the episodes that I hate most above all else. So and I'm wondering if the twist makes it better, even though I can see it coming a mile away. Is it not more fun to have that twist? Maybe. Maybe it is. And maybe just from like a story perspective, That's it was easy for thing. them to write the, the, the episode with the twist. Exactly. So the writers work better under this constraint where they have to have a twist in there. So it means they're a bit snappier with the plot points rather than an episode which is completely straightforward, like I'd say both Teacher's Pet and iRobot Eugene are, where there's no like reveal. You see both sides of the, the story at all times. You yeah. have perfect information and you're just waiting for it to finish. Well, and you're waiting for the, the Scoobies to figure it out. Which is just not it's, good. It's boring, yeah. Because yeah. it's not, it doesn't create any tension. You're just, you know what's happening and you're like, okay, well, when are they going to figure this aspect of it out? So, so I yeah. think that having huh. the twist in there actually makes it better. <laughs> I mean, the only time I think they've gotten you real good was with the anointed one, right? Oh yeah, anointed fully got me. Yeah. And I would argue that that was very well done in general. 
Oh, no, for sure, because, like, they don't give that away at all. But if you're paying enough attention, it does make sense, because the master, like, the first things he's saying are that the Slayer will not know him and all of this shit. Yeah, so, yeah and the well other guy done, is, unanointed. The other guy's really obvious about it, <laughs> about being right. a creepo. Yeah, that's a good point. But, I mean, you're still, you're, your brain just doesn't go to, oh, maybe it's that kid. Yeah. So Buffy is going to break into a locker. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something I did not expect you to notice. But, like, her hair's in a ponytail. <laughs> and, like, I think it's got mad extensions happening. Because, like, her ponytail is way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I read this in an online trivia thing or, like, goofs on the IMDb page or something. Where it's, like, clearly Buffy's hair has extensions. I'm like, you and I have very different ideas of what clearly means because i'm staring at her hair because no when you look at somebody's hair in a ponytail you can kind of envision okay what would that look like if it was down and it would be like twice as long as her regular hair (laughs) like it's it's an absurd amount of extension i knew you weren't gonna notice (laughs) no I, i did not notice i'm sorry i've let us all down but yeah so she's got all her hair and she's breaking into a locker mm-hmm and uh, Sny Guy catches her. Yeah, the Snidester's there. She tries to, like, <laughs> guess the combination. She's just, just fucking around, isn't she? Like, <laughs> Yeah, when that doesn't work, she just punches the lock in. Like, loudly. She's got Slayer strength. And, yeah. and, like, Snyder is right there. There's no way he didn't <laughs> hear her do that. No, no way at all. And also, okay, so in the scenario where, like, it is Morgan and or the dummy... There's no way to cover up the fact that you were snooping in his locker. Because no. you, you just, like, broke it. So he's yeah. he's going to know that. And, like, you, it's not like, oh, this, is, this isn't working. It's like, oh, this has been broken by someone with a lot of force. Right. So Snide Guy catches her breaking into the locker for her own reasons. <laughs> I, I guess to see if she, the dummy's there. So he grabs her wrist, which I was not on board with mm-hmm. at all. And I'm like, I mean, so first of all, you could not, you can't just be touching students. <laughs> like, in any Flutie's capacity. big on no touching. Yeah, no, Flutie went on, like, a big rant about that. And so yeah. Snyder's, like, being pretty creepy. He's, yeah. And I mean, he basically just wants to, he's giving her the, uh, I think you're a bad egg speech. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm watching you. And then he has a really inconsistent list of things he doesn't like. (laughs) Including smoking. Yeah, he goes from, like, students being murdered to smoking. Which, (laughs) okay, I don't like smoking either, but those are... Sort of an arson, murder, and jaywalking (laughs) sort of list. Yeah, Yeah. it's that kind of list. Buffy explains that she was here to get something for her friend from her friend's (laughs) locker. And that thing is very indistinct. It's whatever's in this locker. That she's she like, in this get. case in here. In this case. Yes. Oh, no. She opens it. The it's case is empty. empty. It's like you can take things out of cases. Is it supposed to be dramatic? I don't I don't remember this or like what's yeah, set up here. I think I think it's like well, I mean it's the dummy case. And so yeah. she's expecting to find the dummy in it, and then when she doesn't, she's all weirded out by it. But she always <laughs> sees Morgan with the dummy. Right? She like, never sees them apart. <laughs> they're always together. What's she expecting? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they, they play it for for pushing the dummy more somehow. So Morgan and Sid are, in fact, hanging out together. <laughs> and they are having an argument 
of epic proportions. Yeah. Sid has to do something vague and unspecified, and it's just this last and I'll be free. Yeah. And you're like, oh, last murder, probably. He's probably murdering students. That's what the last one is. Of course. That's and and they've, seen, they've seen Buffy break the locker. So yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, she's so strong. It's her. It's definitely her. Right. Which, is that supposed to make you think he wants to kill Buffy? Because of what? Yes, because he needs her strength. And after he eats her heart, I don't he know. will gain her strength. Just as he gained the nimbleness of the ballerina. I mean, okay, I guess that follows. You don't know that he's collecting different body a heart parts and a brain. at yeah. this point. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's all hearts. He's also talking about, at this point, is is the dummy talking about how he's already killed a bunch of other ones? Yeah, I think so. Which, do, that and, doesn't really follow, does or it? Or, like, Morgan yeah. was talking about how he didn't want to help anymore, and he was getting out, and Sid was like, no, 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 just this last one, and that's it. Right, okay. And that does yeah. follow, because he's killed six other, yeah. maybe, people. Dun, dun, maybe. Dun, we'll find out. Uh, we cut to Buffy's house at night. Uh-huh. Is Joyce wearing, like, super silky PJs? Yes. Is that what that shirt is? Okay. I think so. It's got to be. If so that's silky. just her walking around shirt, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, Joyce is killing it. Joyce is always killing it. She and Giles need to meet up. <laughs> to make all your dreams come true. Uh-huh. Listen, yeah. I was going to say you should write that fanfic, but oh god, I bet that exists. It absolutely exists. I'm not going to search for it. I don't want to know. God, no. <laughs> oh man, I will note that the uh, porn star sticker stuff, very difficult to search for. <laughs> Hard to get clean results. Just turn on... Uh, safe search. Safe search, And search yeah. for porn star, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to work. <laughs> Just saying, anyway... anyway. Joyce is coming to the show, and this horrifies Buffy. We've heard that Buffy is going to do some sort of dramatic reading. Like, yeah, because the they figured that's the easiest that's the easiest thing to do with no talent, right. right? Just read stuff. So, whatever. Joyce is going to come see the show. Oh, no, don't come see the show. Night, Mom. Night, Buffy. Like, does anything else happen? D- she doesn't hear about any of the deaths that are happening at the school. <laughs> She hears about the like talent a lack show. Of responsible disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> they told her about the talent show. What does that show, newsletter look like? But like, not about the girl from the talent show who's been murdered <laughs> and is missing a heart. Uh, Buffy yeah. goes to bed, and as she turns off the light, we see dun 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 the dummy's face on the other side of her window. Oh, he's creeping <gasps> all right. In. Ooh, and this spooky. brings us into our next segment. Hide your kids, hide your wives. The cloud Do you in give your a brief summary? Yeah. Snatching your people up. Correct. <laughs> Do you want to give a brief summary of what happens in Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wives? I mean, I hope it's something about people coming in through windows. Yep, we've seen it happen with Sid here, yep. who comes in and attacks Buffy half-heartedly. He really doesn't do a very good job of it. No, it's terrible. She screams once and he just books it. And, like, Joyce is right the fuck there. She's she, so She there. was, like, on the other side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> to open it when Buffy screamed. Yeah, it's immediate. <laughs> we've seen Angel dive out the window <laughs> in a very memorable scene. So memorable, yep. <laughs> um... 
I think she's the slayer, and you know what? It might pay to invest in some window locks. Not everything's going to be a vampire that can't <laughs> enter your house unless it's invited in. Yeah, those aren't too expensive, I would guess. No. Why are your windows always open and unlocked? <laughs> I mean, maybe she just is too confident. She knows nothing can, very confident. can mess with her. I don't know. She seems to take this whole like vampire slayer bit seriously with an emphasis on the vampire. And that's fair. She is the vampire slayer. Yeah. But she, she fights a lot of things that aren't vampires. And only five of the episodes so far have had vampires in them. Yeah, no. Of the nine. For sure. So like, Buffy, you're going to fight things that aren't vampires. Yeah. Home security is your friend. Demon slayer. She's really more of a demon slayer. Yeah. For some reason, like, so Joyce obviously is like, oh, you screamed. What's up? And she's like, oh, there was something scary in the covers. And why, why does she want Joyce's help? Like, I understand <laughs> that it's her mom, but if there's something scary, shouldn't she be like, oh, no, no big deal. I got this. You're yeah. a regular person, so you should right? probably leave now. Yeah, don't look under the covers, whatever you do, because there might be a demon in them. Yeah. No, she's like, help, mom. And you're like, no, there's no there's no way this is your response to this situation. Yeah. So Joyce finds nothing in the covers and is like, must have been your imagination. I had a nightmare about bills. Night, Buffy. Night, mom. Uh, oh, don't leave your window open when you go to bed. And they climb it in them. Spooky. Mm-hmm. So Buffy's like, wait a minute, I didn't leave that open. What's happening? And then that's just the scene. I guess she closes it and wakes up the next morning and nothing else bad happened. I don't know. There's another There's another scene now at the talent show showing... <laughs> With the magician. How bad of a magician he is. <laughs> he defo killing folks like, is what I have. Like, so you, you knew it. You, yeah, at this were... point, I was like, oh, the magician's the... Yeah, he's killing people. I thought he might be working with the bunny in some way, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Man, Cordelia and Giles are just killing it this episode. Does anything Cordelia's doing in this episode matter? I no. guess this is a general comment on Cordelia in like for this season, but she's nothing just there... she does affects the plot. No, no, no. She's there to provide some comic relief and to shit on the Scoobies, basically. <laughs> Which is also comic relief in my mind. For sure. So, I mean, she's just kind of like the voice of dissonance. It does seem like, weird to have a, like, main cast member who is in the opening credits yeah. basically not do anything. But there, we might get to something where, you know, she has a little bit more, more to do. Oh, we'll I'm see. sure it'll happen. She's one of the main cast members. <laughs> They have to give her something eventually. Yeah. But yeah, no. So she's complaining about, oh, her, what, when she has to go in the talent show, blah, blah, blah. And so, and Giles then, has this. such pro Cordy avoiding strats. Oh, it's so good. He's like, oh, but your hair. She's like, what, what about my hair? Oh, nothing. <laughs> is, is there something wrong with my hair? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, I've gotta fix it right now. <laughs> And just books it, <laughs> terrified that there's something wrong with her hair. And they both just do such a good job of it. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's just a solid, yeah. it's a solid Absolutely. little exchange. It's so good. And then Jaws is like, oh, Xander was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Xander has the pro-cordy avoiding strats. Yeah, he knows what's up. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's so good. It works so well on her. <laughs> 
uh, Willow is wearing a neon green sweater for some reason. Willow loves those sweaters. Is this the one that's like half green, half blue, but like the bottom half is a different color? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and Buffy's got the uh, the hairstyle with the one small piece of hair on either side of her face. <laughs> that 90s hair, so good. She does like that hairstyle. Yeah, and she keeps going on about how it's, you know, the demon attacked her at night because Hellmouth, everyone's like, Buffy, the <laughs> dummy, come on. That's come the on. stupidest thing we've ever heard. Oh, but there is a band of seven, seven demons that need a heart and a brain every seven years, and they might be taking the form of a dummy. And, like, this was, this is just after an episode where Willow had a robot boyfriend. Right? And they think what that is hard to believe animated about a dummy. dummy is, like, the stupidest thing they've ever heard. Yeah, fuck you, Buffy. What do you think you're doing? But yeah, Giles is like expositioning his face off and everything he's saying is super right. But they're like, "Mm, I don't know, Giles. You don't really know about this demon stuff. Yeah, I always sort of gloss over in my memory how much exposition Giles does. (laughs) Yeah. And they sort of hand wave it with like the, I stay up ridiculous hours to do this. But it's still a lot of exposition that he gets. I mean, he's also been reading these books since he was like 10. Right. So that's that's a while, 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. So yes, Z- uh, Giles is right about all of the demons. There are seven of them. They need to get a heart and a brain and apparently nothing else, which is a pretty good deal. Yeah. They that to seems collect every major organ, that would be much easy. more painful. Especially if they all have to come from different people. Right. Good God, that's a lot of killing. But it's only every seven years. <laughs> they need them to maintain their form that they have chosen. Mm-hmm. If they don't get them, they will revert to their ugly-ass demon-y forms. And it's very, yeah, creepy demon-looking. Uh-huh. So, then we go back to class. Buffy is watching History? Morgan like a hawk. And then, oh, the dumb, dummy's face, head <laughs> rotates to look at her. Uh, and you're just like, like, why? I And Cordelia makes a, makes a jab about Buffy dating the dummy or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the dummy gives the teacher some, some lip. Right. And Morgan gets blamed because obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then the dummy speaks from inside a cupboard that the teacher has put it in till after class. And everyone's like, Morgan. And you're like, no, no. Like at this right? point, he can't be throwing his voice like that. Like, how yeah. do they think this works? Why did Morgan ever try to do an act where he was the ventriloquist. I don't know. In a talent show where you've got a demon-hunting, badass, can-speak-by-itself dummy, why is your first thought, I will use this sentient being (laughs) as a regular ventriloquy dummy? Well, no, because when he's trying out for the talent show, like that seemed to me like the first time the dummy had done that. Right. Because he seems very shocked by it. Fair. And so, like, in my mind, he was practicing with this dummy for weeks, and it was sentient, and he didn't know. Yeah. And, like, so, because especially, you know, once he figures out that what's happening or whatever, yeah, he's having conversations, like, with Sid, as if he's a person, because he kind of is or whatever. And so there's no way that this would have been what he decided to do otherwise. No. 
But yeah, he's keeping Sid with him everywhere he goes, like out on his desk in the middle of class, which seems like a questionable decision. Everyone just keeps acting like it's super normal what he's doing. (laughs) He's got to practice for that talent show, right? Yeah, (laughs) so he comes back after class to get the dummy. How old is Morgan? I couldn't find any information about it, but he seems like this he's Charisma Carpenter. This is the exact scene that I had that same thought. Right? Like when he comes back and he just is like acting like an adult. <laughs> like a lot like an adult. Yeah. Like in my mind, I was kind of like, he could be 30. <laughs> there is no information on no. when his birth year is from what I could I find. I couldn't find anything. So listeners, if you know, please tell us. We have to know. Yeah, because he hasn't been in that many things, the actor, so... No. There wasn't an extensive article about him anywhere. He comes back for Sid. The teacher goes to get him from the cupboard in which he was locked, and he's gone. <gasps> Almost as if he can move around on his own. And then Morgan says some pretty strange things about, like, yes. the dummy saying he was going to wait for him. And right. The teacher just... I mean, she's creeped out, but she... She blows it off. She's like, ah, kids. She does that selective hearing thing. Yep. And where's the dummy, Dave? Xander stole him. (laughs) What the hell, Xander? Oh, God. (laughs) This choice ends up making a fair bit of sense. Buffy was complaining that she never saw them apart, and she's been just going on and on about this demon puppet thing. And like, oh, I could never get them apart to see what's up. So Xander's just like, okay, like, just take him. It's real easy. Here, I did it. Done. Now go talk to Morgan. <laughs> yeah, so it, it does make a lot of sense, especially since Xander, like, in no way thinks that, that the dummy is the problem. No, but he's helping his friend out. He's like, you yeah. got this weird mental block about this. So, I don't know. Here you go. So, for sure. He's this gone. Is, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing for him to do. His dummy yep. voice is super terrible. Hi, Buffy. Hi, Willow. Would you like to hear some off-color jokes? I'm not real. Bye-bye now. I'm completely inanimate. Red Rob. Red Rob. <laughs> it's super terrible. It's, yeah, no. And he creeps everyone out with the puppet show. <laughs> he, he has such a fun scene. We haven't seen anything from Nicholas Brendan so far yeah. that is near this fun. He's definitely having a good time. <laughs> the scene with Sid is just such a fun thing to witness. Uh, and he just starts screaming, Red Rum! Red Rum! <laughs> After everyone else is sort of giving him the side eye. Because <laughs> they're all just like, oh, fucking Xander. <laughs> yeah. Yo, did you notice Buffy's hair in this scene? I did not. Listen, there's like, no. <laughs> so at the back, there's like one chunk that's just like not in the rest of the hairstyle. And it seemed intentional. <laughs> But it's like she has a rat tail. Like, oh. Ew, oh. Speaking of 90s, though, rat tails. Those were a <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, it was more hair than that. <laughs> but it just was really gross. And it's just like, yeah, there's like this one chunk of hair that's just like on her back. The rest of her hair is up in a thing and there's just like hair chunk. I will have to go back and look at it. <laughs> but Buffy does go to talk to Morgan. And Giles and Willow go up to look at whatever they can find about haunted ventriloquy dummies, which leaves Xander alone with Sid. Okay, (gasps) they're going to look for things in the, like, in the library, and they say something about the organ harvesting section of the card catalog. (laughs) And you're like, what is this card catalog? 
We've already heard a tape from Giles saying that like alphabetical order or ordering by author is not sufficient. And we know how often the library is closed for filing. This makes perfect sense. He has filed and refiled until he's found a way that suits him. He has the ultimate demon filing system. Absolutely, he does. <laughs> right, so yeah, the Zandman is uh, chilling with the dummy. Yeah, and Buffy goes snooping around to try to find Morgan. He, she's creeping around backstage at the talent show because she thinks, or on whatever the auditorium is. Yeah. And the snide guy catches her. I called him P-Snide here because <laughs> he's Principal Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> And like, Good. like at this point, like, is he following her around? There is no point to this scene. It's literally just padding to show that Snyder hates Buffy. Or are they trying to make it look like it's Snyder? I guess because he's a new character for this episode. Yeah, partway through this episode, I was like, are they? Is that what they're doing? Oh. Are they trying to make it? Because he he keeps being there when, like, at first when she's snooping and then now he's here like right before she finds some other bad stuff. So they're trying to set it up like the twist is that it's not the puppet, it's Peace-Nide. I mean, maybe not, but possibly. That didn't come through for me. Yeah. I knew it was the magician. <laughs> no, no, for sure. <laughs> maybe. I just couldn't understand why he was lurking so hard. And he's he kind of threatens her in this scene as yeah. well he's being real creepy but it's really just a padding scene and we go back to willow reading a book and finding out that dummies can in fact steal organs <laughs> to become human gee so now they're on the dummy train choo choo right. yeah uh and coincidentally sid <laughs> is moving around sander gets up to go get something else off a counter comes back and sid is not where he was left and I love that Xander just jumps up on the table, which makes sense. No, but it's yeah. this really great, like, he's a mouse thing that's yeah. running around. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, guys, we have a major problem in the Sid is missing department. Did you notice Giles' reaction to that information? No. It was Tell me about it. absurd. Something about it was just, like, really cheesy and fake. I don't, I don't know. Like, he, Xander's like, oh, guys, it's the dummy. And then Giles, like drops his book <laughs> like i don't know that that information was that shocking that you need to drop you've, your book giles yeah, you've just learned that like it can harvest organs yeah yeah you know that it can be moving around <laughs> like he kind of like freaks out in the same like in the same way that xander must have sort of the oh something on the ground that could right. get me but like in doing so drops his book and i don't know it just <laughs> it was really weird yeah. So we've got Buffy creeping around backstage. She's lost the uh, Sny guy somehow. He just left. I don't <laughs> he know. just went back into the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled an angel on her. Yeah, fucking just angel. Just retreated into the shadows and she can't see him anymore, so he's gone. Man, we haven't even seen Angel since that episode about him, have we? No. No. So someone is dead backstage. Oh, no. And they don't show the head. From which we can pretty reasonably assume that Morgan's brain is missing. 
And this whole episode, they've been going on and on and on about how smart Morgan is. Like, right. everyone keeps bringing up how he's such a smart kid, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they say kid and you're like, adult. <laughs> he's a smart adult, he's right? older than me. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Buffy, after her discovery of the missing brain, uh, a chandelier gets dropped on her? Yeah, the typical backstage <laughs> chandelier like made of cast iron. Like, what the fuck is that doing there? It's there to pin people it's who humongous. step directly underneath it. <laughs> Can you think? What school. if she hadn't been standing there? Yeah. <gasps> it no. makes no sense. This chandelier's ridiculous. And you're just like, you're why like, is it there? And then she's trapped under it. Because she doesn't have her slayer strength I anymore. Don't. So she gets out, and the dummy attacks her, and it's like she the, doesn't get out. And oh yeah, no, I guess she I mean, does. Yeah, because she like kind of wriggles her shoulders out, and then the rest. Apparently right. her shoulders are the widest part. I guess that makes sense, actually. Yeah. But yeah, the dummy attacks her very convincingly oh. while holding a knife. It's a ridiculous oh fight. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And then we, we get to the twist, Dave. Are you ready? Oh. What's the twist, Michaela? I might die of a heart attack. <laughs> I think you might when you find out that the dummy is a demon hunter. What? He's a 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 music man. He's cursed, Dave. He's a cursed demon hunter stuck right. in the body of a dummy. I know. That happens. It's really stupid. Yeah, it really is. They have a little commiseration scene or something. Yep. He's still really gross. Oh, the, like, it's just it's sexual worse. assault thing wasn't an act or a joke. It's just how he is, apparently. Yeah, Buffy just straight up is like, just straight up asks him. He's like, nope, not an act. <laughs> and you're kind of yeah. like, ew, I right? hate you, dummy. <laughs> and I guess the writers were going for like, uh, oh, all ventriloquy dummies are based on this like double entendre thing. Ah, he's just a real pervert. And you're like, that's not a joke. He makes some That's disgusting comment about wood. It's just horrible. <laughs> Everything yep. about it is horrible. Fully terrible. Except that Giles is pumped that he's not getting stuck with the exposition. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Sid was cursed by the demons. I think the seven demons. And has killed six of them. And he needs find to that out at some point. kill them all. Right. There's a seventh one that's lurking around. And he tells Giles that they need to form the power circle in order to see who hasn't shown up because they have the brain now. Yeah. And then they can go and kill this demon based on whoever's missing. They uh, they give Giles and Cordy another scene together. Yep. Cordy has stage fright. <laughs> She's dressed terribly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who is going on stage like that? It's like a very shiny, like, brown and green dress or something. Oh, I don't know God. what. It's, yeah. Absolutely terrible. We have a, yeah, inter interspersed with that, we see Buffy and Sid sitting up above the stage on more scaffolding. <laughs> this, this school auditorium has a lot of scaffolds. Yeah, to put on, I mean, they have a chandelier, Dave. Of course they have scaffolds. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently Sid will die once the curse is lifted, and we're supposed to be sad about that. I guess it's not done as terribly as it could be. But, like, he's in between, like, hitting on Buffy. He's basically right. like, oh, give me some sympathy. And you're like, no. No. <laughs> just, like a, just like a quick sympathy hand job, you know? And she's like, mm, not today. <laughs> oh, it's really gross. Wow. 
the magician is here. He's shown up to the uh, power circle that Giles has organized. And there's been a mime around occasionally that Xander pointed out as being really creepy. Yeah. He's still here. He's still creepy. Yeah, no, he's really creepy. Mimes are all, all creepy, right? At this point, I was like, oh, it's definitely the bunny then. The bunny didn't show up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're team bunny. I get it. So I guess they were trying to set up Snyder as the real big bad because he have, has like this weird evil silhouette moment <laughs> yeah. for no reason. And that this is actually where I wrote, are they trying to make us think it's Snydles now? Snydles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> I like that one. Because he's lurking <laughs> real hard. So everyone showed up for the power circle. They're like, well, what the hell's happening? Surely, like, the guy's got the brain and the heart. They're very they confused. should be doing some sort of ritual. So Buffy goes on patrol <laughs> and a brain just like lands on her she like bumps into a cabinet and it's like oh brain (laughs) (laughs) right into the hands and she's wearing some huge rings like she does some huge rings (laughs) what is with her and these huge rings if it was like one huge ring that she had consistently it'd be fine it's always different huge rings where does she find them dude how is this a thing the 90s was all about huge rings Oh, God. I'm glad that you noticed them now, though. Makes me really happy. (laughs) Willow's doing some computer hacking to find out the school records on everything. Turns out Morgan was hella smart, but also had brain cancer, which the school nurse knew. I guess that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I mean, but she finds it out real fast. Yeah, uh, so his brain would be unsuitable. And they're like, oh, man, with him out of the equation, (laughs) Willow's probably in trouble. Yeah, gotta protect Willow. But Dave, how do they prove that Willow's really smart? Oh, the square root of a large number that turns out to be a perfect square. So this is the thing. Doesn't that just mean that Xander is also very very smart smart because he picks something that has, yeah, a perfect square? He's like, what's 29 squared? Uh, Oh, yeah, 800 and blah, blah, blah. What's the square root of that? (laughs) She's like, oh, 29. He's like, see? Mm, Very smart. Yeah, no. And you're like, how did he, like, what are the odds that he picks something that has a perfect square? It doesn't matter. But I have Mm -hmm. all caps notes about it because I was really (laughs) mad. And then they're like, man, who else is pretty smart? And the cute Giles talking about calibrating things in maximum velocity and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) With who else? The magician. Who's setting up a guillotine. (laughs) As part of his act. And you're like, it's a working guillotine. Yeah. Like, it clearly works. It's not a trick. He, like, chops the scalp off a melon. Yep. Chops a melon in half. And Giles is, like, very impressive. And he's like, oh, thanks. You know, my my assistant canceled. You don't think you could fill in, could you? Here, let's run through the trick right now. Just, Just lay down here. And I'll strap you in. And so this this then begs the question, if he wants someone who's really smart, wouldn't that be someone he can't trick into doing this? <laughs> no, because demons are much smarter. Because <laughs> Giles is just like, yeah, okay, wait, what's the trick? And he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And Giles is like, wait, no, what's the trick? And he's already <laughs> in the thing. Like, it's too late now, Giles. Yeah, so the magician starts... He's really got to work on his dramatic timing because his trick apparently involves him cutting through a rope that takes at least like three swings of an axe to do. It is the strongest rope ever. Come on, man. You're a magician. Plan this shit out. I guess the point is that he's a bad one. But isn't he supposed to be a very strong demon? Yes. But this rope, 
Oh man, it oh. must be made it takes of him, steel. It takes him like six or I think he's like got five or six swings going. Wow. And it's still yeah. like, he hits it a lot of times. And the point is very much that he is supposed to be super strong. Because that's why the the dummy thinks it's Buffy. Because she's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very strong rope. Fear not. Giles is saved from debrainination by Xander and Willow. Aw. While Buffy fights the demon magician, who is starting to turn back into a demon. <gasps> yeah, I mean, I didn't mind that when she kicks him into the magician box and then he bursts through the door as, like, full demon. Oh, yeah, no, that was fine. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. And then we <laughs> the have the... Work oh, we have this the, episode. the dummy trying to stab the demon. It's... The puppet work is uh, not necessarily the best. No, no. I mean, the like the features on the dummy when it was you know talking and moving, all of that I was kind of okay with. But yeah. any any point when the dummy's holding a knife just looks so or needs to be moving around stupid. of its own volition. Yeah, uh, it looks really stupid. But yeah, they managed to uh, to guillotine the demon. They guillotine him hard, like oh, chop yeah. his head off entirely. Oh yeah, it's real good. And they're like, oh, thank God that's over. And then the curtains rise. <laughs> this entire episode, I was like, yeah, this is a middling episode. This is all right. The ending, the again, end is they great. nail ends. Yeah. Holy shit. Because <laughs> the curtains rise, the full audience is there. Yeah. And someone's just like, I think it's Snyder. Yeah, it is. He's like, like, I don't get what it. What is it? Avant-garde? <laughs> and that's just the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my it's so well done. Oh, I love it. The dummy has a sad little like, oh, I'm going to die now moment. But oh, right. Yeah. Who gives a shit? And then, no one cares about that. Well, did you did you watch the after? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Is this the God. first? I think this is the only time oh, this happens. I think this is the only time. Where they have a stinger playing Fuck. like next to the credits. It's so and good. It's so good. It's, it's so the Scoopies doing their Oedipus Rex. <laughs> Why are reading? they doing Oedipus, first of all. It's amazing. Xander is Oedipus. Uh, Buffy's Yocasta and Willow's like the priest of Zeus. Oh, man. It's just terrible. At one point, Willow just books it off the stage out of fright. And man, like, the, the, the bad dramatic reading is really, really well done. It's oh. so good. I love seeing really good bad acting. Yeah. It's such a pleasure to see, and they do it so well. Yeah, Holy no. God. Like, that that end really makes it all worth it. Yeah. Because up overall, to that, you're like, yeah. Overall, this episode's whatever. It's middle of the pack. And then you get to the last, like, 30 seconds, basically, with the curtain rising. Yeah. And then this Oedipus Rex scene. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, this episode just got upgraded heavily. <laughs> so definitely watch it for that if you're not going to watch it otherwise. <laughs> Just only watch the last minute, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's the best way to watch this episode. Maybe the last five, you can see the shitty dummy fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this, this brings us to the end of an episode. And Michaela, what was your favorite outfit from this episode? I'm going to have to go with... So at one point, Buffy's got the leopard print mini dress, the black <laughs> boots, and then she's also wearing, like... A black leather coat that's like the same length as the <laughs> as the dress, and I think this is when she has the hair extensions on. Oh, it's just magic! It's pure magic. <laughs> All right, I'll be sure to go back and look at that. 
But yeah, would you would you watch this episode and think to yourself, I want this show to continue? Uh it's it's decidedly middling, I think. It's not uh, a bad episode, and we have a lot of experience now with bad episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not a good episode. This is not an exceptional episode of television. It's also not the worst. Yeah. Uh, on a small network, yeah. I could see you take this and Angel and show those to me. I'd be pretty charitably inclined. Yeah, you just keep only showing people Angel. That's really... And actually, I was thinking about this. Basically, the good episodes so far have been the ones with vampires in them. So they should really stick to that? (laughs) Yeah. I think if I were recommending someone to start watching Buffy from just from Go and introducing them to the series as a whole, I would say watch the vampire episodes of season one. Yeah. And you miss out on a few things. Like, I think they reference the fact that Xander dated a bug a couple times later. But you don't miss too much about things. And, like, just read the synopses of those episodes you don't want to sit through. Much better than watching them. Yeah. So, generally, just watch the vampire episodes. (laughs) And there's only five of those so far, which is not too bad. Um, so, yeah, we've only got three left. Mm -hmm. How excited are you? We are three quarters of the way through this. So, the next episode Uh is called Nightmares. Okay. Uh, I accidentally read ahead a little bit. Oh. Uh, so I know that this episode has, I think it's several of the things the Scoobies mention in this episode as they are being scared of featured in it. I'm not sure about that one. But, um. I mean, it's nightmares. I'm assuming nightmares happen. I'm very certain that it's not the later season episode in which... The Scoobies are all asleep for the entire thing? No. Because that feels like it's much better done than this episode. (laughs) Or than this season could allow. Yeah. So it's not that. I don't know what actually happens otherwise. I'm assuming people have nightmares of some nature. I think you know enough. Anything else I tell you will just be giving away. There's probably going to be a shitty twist. Or if there isn't a shitty twist, it'll be really straightforward and boring. Guess we'll see. Oh boy. Super looking forward to that. Let let me say that I am looking forward to this more than the average of this season. Oh, that's good. Okay. So, don't... I'll accept that. Don't, like, dread it. (laughs) If you want to reach out to either of us, you can do that uh, through email. We are beyondvanuhellmouth at gmail.com or welcomehellmouthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on LinkedIn. I am at Lindley Professional. Michaela? I am at Unprofessional Me. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And make sure to hashtag those job offers with Welcome to the Hellmouth. I mean, like, this is basically, what, nine hours worth of resume? Like, you've, <laughs> you've heard all you need to. <laughs> Absolutely. Let the offers roll in. Until next time, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.